0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. what's for the record, we got a Sun in Phoenix, too. 52.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns related. I'm your co-host for today, David McGraw, alongside the ever so dabbing Mitch Krumpetich.
0: Hey, Suns fan.
1: Hey, (laughs) Suns fan, one and all. We got a couple good things to talk about this week. We have some State of the Suns, some controversial jerseys, and our annual breakdown of the NBA season.
0: Follow us on Twitter, at and Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Let's go. So, let's start with these orange jerseys. They're pretty rough. I'm sure you've seen them. They've, they're pure orange, a little bit of purple trim, uh, the Sunburst logo that is also orange, and below that is a number. They look like summer league jerseys.
1: There are a couple of teams that have just a logo and then the number. And there are some ways to do it and some ways to not do it. And I don't think this was the way to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know if making it purple and like and then having the sunburst bigger would have been the thing. I think that maybe going to more of the 90 sunburst and then or make just making it bigger and having the number inside the sunburst instead of like the basketball outline. Um that, I I'm tr- I was trying to think of how I would have made an, the orange jersey taking the same idea and changed it up a little bit. These are just they look just blah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's 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 hard to make a bright orange jersey boring, and we've managed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, these jerseys will only be worn on home games that are on Fridays, excluding oh. one against the Warriors.
1: I thought they said literally every Friday, no. so that's a bonus.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we're not going to be wearing them too much. Um, hopefully we can do better next year, but I don't know, with our jersey history,
1: I don't have high hopes, so. I'm really bummed. I wanted a good orange jersey, and just felt like we needed to use utilize orange a little bit more, because it seemed like it had all gone to, like, purple and black. And I was really hoping that maybe for the, uh, like, the third, or the fourth jersey that changes every year now, that we did something with, like, orange and purple but uh, that is not the case at all.
0: Yeah, Just and sad. I mean it's like you said about the nineties jerseys. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. So I don't know why it has to be so difficult. And there's a lot of teams in the league that have gone to like these. I think they're called the statement jerseys. They've made their statement jersey like a nineties throwback, and I think that's really cool. And I mean, we have some of the best. 90s throwback jerseys available everyone loves those uniforms especially suns fans so i don't know why it's so hard to to just try just try one time and see how many of them you sell it's gonna be a lot
1: it seems like they took the idea of everyone complaining that the just letters was a little boring which you know it is but Like, our normal jerseys are fine and all that. And I like our black jerseys with the, like, PHX. But they took the the complaining about only having letters and only having the, like, words of our team name and then went the other way to the extreme where there's just nothing and it's just the logo.
0: Right. And I think, you know, you make a good point of having these other teams that that have similar jerseys and i think of utah they have that yellow jersey and i think this is best case scenario because utah's jerseys do kind of look like that they've got the like the note and they are that kind of mustard yellow and i know when i first saw those i said oh i don't like that like that looks ugly but then once once i saw them on the court i thought they looked a lot better and now i think they're some of the best alternate
1: jerseys in the league i think they're great Well, I think that, um, the big thing with that one is that it's like, it's not just all centered.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like
1: my biggest issue from an aesthetic standpoint is just that it's all centered. And the, like the little jazz, the little jazz note has the number underneath like the hat of the note. And that looks pretty cool. Yeah. And so like. If the sunburst was bigger and the number was like underneath like the basketball, like maybe that would be different or mm-hmm. or something, or maybe if it was like a slightly different color orange or something. I don't know. But yeah. instead well, it's just like down the center. Right. It's, like they lined it up in like PowerPoint or Microsoft or whatever <laughs> and like yeah. found the lineup for the center of the of the jersey and just put it there.
0: Right. Well, and the thing you said about the color being unique and having our orange maybe being a bit different. I mean, I know Utah does this. Utah has some great jerseys. When they did that one that was like the red and yellow layers, kind of like Moab, Utah. So cool. That was great. But like Phoenix is known for some of the best sunsets in the country. We're so famous for our sunsets. Why can't we capitalize on that? Why can't we add... Wouldn't it like... I think it would have been cool to add some purple to the bottom of these jerseys. Something simple like that or change that tone to maybe more like a burnt orange. Make it a bit yeah. darker, make it more sunset. Like I don't Do know. Like a
1: burnt orange and then like some sort of purple in yeah. it. I think would be pretty cool.
0: Right. We we have such We have so many great things that we're so famous for, you know. We have cacti. We have sunsets. We have coyotes you know like the the coyotes like the hockey team does with their jerseys like the uh i forget the name that they have for their like old school jersey but you probably know what i'm talking about and it looks really cool so i don't know i wish we could just capitalize more on the cool things that we have here
1: we should just have an all green jersey and say that it's cactus night yeah
0: and it's just all
1: green no logos no nothing that's fine cactuses
0: that's fun. <laughs> but, yeah, share your thoughts on the jerseys. I don't know. I, I've read a lot of comments on just, like, the Suns' posts about this, and most of them are pretty negative. But some people do seem to like them, so we'll see what it's like during the season. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the state of the Suns. It's an annual event that the team does for season ticket holders, and you get to go and hear James Jones talk hear Monty Williams, and then hear the rookies speak. And I went this year. First off, uh, shout out because it was a great event. It's always a lot of fun. The food year this year was really good. Uh, some garlic shrimp, that was really good.
1: Um, <laughs> they always have some sort of shrimp, it seems like. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I feel like that's a trend. Um, it was at the Van Buren this year, which is uh, usually a concert venue. And I've been there for quite a few concerts. And it's great, but they, you know, they had the stage set up. They had chairs. It was it was plenty, plenty of space. I know last year they did it at a hotel. I think they did it at the Sheraton downtown. And that was nice, but it just wasn't quite enough room. So this year, the Van Buren was plenty of room. It was a good venue. But um, there are some takeaways that I have from this. So, first off, they gave an update on the arena renovation that was pretty interesting. They said it's looking to be 75 to 80% finished by this time next year. So, they explained that throughout this season, they are going to start renovating some things that don't affect like regular seating or any gameplay or anything like that. There is some like internal stuff that they'll be able to renovate. Then as soon as the season ends this year, they'll start and just go hard on renovating everything. And the Mercury and the Rattlers are going to play in different places. They're not going to play at Talking Stick Resort Arena. Um, hmm. Then once the Suns start again, they'll stop renovation. And by then, it'll be 75 to 80% done. They'll play the next season and then finish every, put the finishing touches on it in the summer after. So that's the goal that they have. And they have also already broken ground on the new practice facility. So they're, uh, the timetable on that, I think they said it was about 12 months. So hopefully by this time next year, we'll have that practice facility done. So that's pretty quick. Uh, hopefully they can stick to that. But that's the beauty of Phoenix. You can do construction year-round. It's annoying when you're driving in it. Don't even get me started on that. But it's, <laughs> it's helpful for these kind of things. So that was the first thing. Um,
1: There's nothing good about construction in 115 degree weather, but... Yeah. That's besides the point. Yeah. Sorry, continue. No, you're good.
0: So (laughs) the next thing is after that, we had Monty Williams and James Jones come out, and they just talked about how the team this year seems to be pretty serious, they they have been working really hard. They talked about um, how guys have been in the gym here, like working with the team, or not working with the team, but like working together with teammates since about August. So they said that's pretty out of the ordinary. Usually guys will take a bit more time to work on their own or um, just not be in town or whatever. And they said, James Jones said he was, Pretty happy with all of that. So, um, let's see. What else? Monty Williams said he was happy with that. Um, Just... Monty Williams is a really nice guy. It was pretty... It's always good to hear him talk. He talked about Aiton and Baines quite a bit. Because um, Tom Leander was the, the host of the thing. And he talked about FIBA. talked about Ricky Rubio. They... They had great things to say about Rubio. They were really happy about that. And then uh, they talked about Baines quite a bit too and how Aiton really looks up to Aaron Baines and how he is learning a lot from Baines about defense and about just being a big man in the NBA. And they were happy that Aiton gets to go up against Baines and practice and stuff. But one thing that Monty Williams said that I'm interested in your opinion here, David, is... Monty Williams said he wants to play Baines and Aiton at the same time, and we've re- recently had some comments from Aiton about him wanting to play the four a little bit. So, what do you think of this?
1: So, this to me is makes it only makes sense in the context of some of the things that they've done, and not only makes sense is what I should I shouldn't say that this makes sense with the moves that have kind of been made, uh, bringing in Frank Kaminsky, who's also a center. Um, It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I feel like playing Aiden with another big is something that we want to experiment with. There was the comments about Aiden feeling like he's a power forward or whatever and all this other stuff. And that's not him saying that he refuses to play center, like uh, someone named Anthony Davis. But (laughs) um, like, it's just him saying that he feels like his, natural position is power forward, which when you're built like a mini David Robinson and by mini, I just mean, because he's probably like, he's just not as gigantic as David Robinson. It was right yet. He still probably could be like when you're built like that, your, your natural position is center. Like that's just what it is. I get that. Like he likes to like those like elbow jumpers and like high post stuff. And, Wants to be able to expand his range and all that kind of stuff. But um, he he's not old enough to think of, like, the NBA in, like, the old terms of, like, Twin Towers and all this stuff. Like, I get that Powell and Andrew Bynum were a thing, but that was very short-lived. Just like Alex and Tyson Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not as short lived as that, right? Right, but see, that's like Tim Duncan still played some power forward, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, but you're even then like you you think you're Lamarcus Aldridge, like you're you're not. You're definitely not. And even Lamarcus Aldridge has to play center, pretty much. Right,
0: right. So yeah, I mean, when I heard that, my immediate thought is just a flashback to Len and Chandler and how horrible that was. (laughs) Now I know this is a much different situation. Because Aiton and Baines can shoot, and Len and Chandler could not. And we were doing that on purpose to lose games. But, I don't know. I, I could see contexts where this would work, but I-, I don't know. My my immediate reaction is, please don't. Please don't do this. But we'll see. I mean, we do have some time to experiment. It's not like we're going to, you know, I, I-, I don't see us making the playoffs this year so might as well try it um
1: I think there's some spots where like a double big might be able to work Mm -hmm. and Aiden is light on his feet he's got good footwork on the perimeter if you're going up against a team like Philly where they start Joel Embiid now Horford and you're able to take Aiden off of Embiid I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, but I could see like, that. And we, we've talked about that, like bringing Aiton off early. But maybe instead of that, you just slide Aiton over and have Baines come in for a little bit. Like, yeah, I guess I could see that. And there's some other, like, there's like maybe one or two other lineups in the league that can do something like that. And like maybe if you're thinking, like you want Aiton to guard Pascal against Toronto. right. Like or or like in
0: Indiana like maybe if Indiana were to put Sabonis and Turner on the court at the same time
1: yeah exactly yep I could see like, that that's the only context where I really feel like that's a thing that we we should be kind of okay with experimenting on I just not as like a regular like occurrence yeah yeah.
0: We'll see. And, I mean, I'm not saying Monty Williams said, I'm starting Baines and Aiden. No, he didn't yeah, say yeah, yeah. I think I think he did intend it to be contextual. But, yeah, just interesting that he said it. Uh, the other thing that Monty Williams said was, they talked about Dario Sarge quite a bit. And Williams said how when he was in Philly, he really wanted to get Dario more touches. But he just couldn't because of the personnel on that team. And so he's really happy to have him here in Phoenix. And essentially, everything we did in the draft was just to get Dario Saric. Like, we wanted Dario Saric really bad. So, we got him. Uh, hopefully, he, he plays as well as they think he can. And I, I mean, I think he he's a good player. They're happy about having him. So, uh, yeah, they were pretty high on Saric, which was nice. Uh, let's see, what else? We
1: talked about... This The Sarge thing real quick. Yeah, just, go for it. I think it makes sense. There was a lot of talk of Sarge being able to be like a playmaking four when he yep. was still in Europe.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think
1: that makes a lot of sense of wanting to get him more touches. And especially, like we have Rubio now, and so we have a point guard. But when Rubio is not on the floor, things get a little bit more dicey. And I mean, like your right. back, our backup is like Tyler Johnson or whoever. Point worker like point booker yeah and so kind of getting the ball out of their hands and being able to and have another playmaker on the floor I think that makes sense not saying that like Dario absolutely can do that and that he'll be like a great um like a great facilitator on the team or anything I'm just like that makes sense wanting to get more touches to see if he can kind of live up to that role
0: yeah yeah definitely uh they also talked about how Booker took the team on vacation in LA again this year. Um he took the team on vacation last year as well and they worked out and just did like some team bonding kind of stuff. Uh as far as we know no one got arrested so that's that's a huge plus after the whole Miami ordeal with former players <laughs> <laughs> um who we'll get to. But yeah, that was that was pretty it's good to hear that they're still doing that. And then uh, the rookies came out. I think this is the nicest rookie class we've ever had. They're all just like very, very nice, polite people. Cam Johnson is just like a nice guy. Ty Jerome, I really like Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome, <laughs> like I want to hang out with Ty Jerome. He seems like a cool guy. Um, Jalen Lecce is definitely very young. He like yeah. it's it's clear that he just got out of high school like he's yeah he's he's got some adjusting to do you can tell he's i think he's a little bit overwhelmed but that's okay he doesn't need to be ready right away um but just he's a nice kid too and yeah all very polite all very nice um well spoken definitely jerome and johnson especially those guys i mean they're much older they're 22 years old you know graduated college they're You know, just have a bit more experience. So I'm excited to have them on the team from that perspective. Um, An interesting thing that was said, though, and I don't want to put too much weight into this, but uh, Leander was asking about who had the best first pitch because the three of them threw out a first pitch at a D-backs game the night before the event. And um, they all said Ty Jerome, but... Uh, Leander asked about Cam Johnson and Ty Jerome said, oh, I know Cam has some shoulder issues. And everyone was just like, what? Like, shoulder (laughs) issues can't throw a baseball? So, you know, that was a little bit odd to hear. And in my head I was like, oh, Ty, you probably shouldn't have said that. Because people like us are going to look into it too much. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm really not looking into this too much. You know, like, I, I don't think he is really having many issues he was probably just joking but i know people did kind of gasp when he said that they were like what
1: yeah um there was already questions about his medical report and if he was going to be able to stay healthy during an nba season Mm -hmm. so maybe making even if it is a joke and it's not supposed to be serious making a joke about that kind of stuff uh not very good if it's not a joke and he legitimately has a shoulder issue uh that's a little a little scary that that's already happening and we're already kind of getting into that
0: yeah so i'm really hoping it was a joke but let's not make that joke anymore um (laughs) yeah so that's about it that i have from that it was it was a fun event i always enjoy going to that and yeah, that's it. So, uh let's quickly touch on our former boy, Josh Jackson. A report came out that Josh Jackson will not be reporting to Grizzlies training camp, as he will be starting with their G League team. Yep. So, that is too bad.
1: Well, that's, uh, that's rough. Uh yeah looks like they wanted d anthony melton in that trade (laughs) yeah
0: yeah basically so i don't know i was thinking about it josh jackson's first year he was raw he made a lot of mistakes but he was not horrible he had a he had an okay rookie year it wasn't great but it wasn't bad and he just took such a step back in the second year and then things off the court were just such a mess and it's it's really a shame, but um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can get it turned around, and maybe spending some time in the G G League will be good for him. But you know, I think we really kind of dodged one here.
1: I don't think we dodged one. I think we uh, well we knew exactly, and it happened to us. We yeah. we got the brunt of it. We just also hit someone else. When it That's true. Us.
0: I shouldn't say we dodged one because we still did draft him four. Yep. But, yep, that's what happened. So, best of luck to him, I suppose. But now also, let's get...
1: Oh. Marquise Chris got signed by the Warriors. Yes,
0: he did. Marquise Chris signed with the Warriors. So I hope he enjoys sitting on a bench a little bit further west this year
1: he gets to they're gonna he's gonna be best buddies with will the trill collie stein
0: yeah and demarcus cousins oh okay i no, feel DeMarcus so cousins bad. isn't oh lakers isn't the- yes yep. okay yes you're right but did you see that like it was media day for the lakers and they were doing all the pictures and stuff and demarcus cousins still had to wear his uniform and get his picture taken did you see that He's still getting paid by him, right? But like, he had to take the picture and get all dressed, and in the picture, he's just like his head's down. He's like so sad. I was like, man, I know he plays for plays for the Lakers now, but like, I, I feel for
1: him. <laughs> well, it's rough, but uh, you know, he he bet on himself. He he uh, he took that uh that one-year deal with the Warriors to win that championship and prove that he deserved more money and uh that didn't work out for him
0: yep sometimes it doesn't but for other guys it does other guys like Kelly Oubre. so let's <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's get into these predictions though We've got a whole NBA season ahead of us. So last week we did our Suns prediction with with statistical leaders, but this year we're going to do what we usually do. Project, project the major awards, predict the uh the playoffs and who's going to win it all, and then we'll have a couple of bold predictions. So let's start let's start with MVP. Let's start with the big one. Who do you think the MVP is going to be?
1: I think Giannis is going to get it
0: again. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, who else? Who else could win? And the only other person I could think of is Harden. But and... the media hates him. <laughs> I was going to say, with Russell Westbrook there, he, the load is going to be taken off him a little bit. So
1: I don't even think that, because that's what I thought when Chris Paul was, got there, that that was going to happen, and uh-huh. it didn't happen at all. That's true. I just, I just think that they are going to be, like just eviscerated after every loss any sort of mistake because I feel like there are just a lot of people that don't like either Westbrook or Harden's play yeah. styles yeah that's so I just true. I just feel like there's not going to be a lot of like positive spin and even if hard like I don't think Harden's gonna have a crazy like stretch where he had to just carry the team and like any of that so I just I don't even think that he'll get a look at MVP I yeah. think yeah I think they'll look at someone else like yeah. way before him.
0: Yeah. Maybe Steph. Steph could actually have a chance this year.
1: Steph. Yeah. It, if Steph's healthy and it's just him and Draymond and like, yeah. I mean it is, but like, and Dilo. they're just care. Well, DeLo is there too. But like, if like, he's just having an insane, if he just has a normal Steph season and carries the Warriors, I definitely <laughs> think that he can get some consideration. Yeah. He could. Um,
0: I mean, on the other hand though, Giannis is really, really I mean, Giannis is the best player in the league.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think that saying Giannis is gonna repeat is bad or is like a lazy answer or right. like he's the best player in the league. He's got a competent coaching staff, yep. which yep. we like that's obviously the difference. Yeah, I think that like it's gonna be Interesting to see how the Bucks respond after last year, mm-hmm. but I I think that he's still the best player in the league, and barring an injury, he's the MVP, and yeah. it's his it's his to lose. It's yep. his to lose for sure. I agree. Like even trying to think of other people that it could be, Kawhi's not going to play more than sixty games, and with like, Paul
0: George there,
1: it's... yeah, but even. Paul George isn't the type of personality, I think. Like, I know that he got, like, third or whatever in MVP voting this year. I just Mm -hmm. don't think that he's ever healthy enough either. And he goes through some, like, insane slumps.
0: Right, but I just mean having both of them. Like, Giannis, I think the reason why it's so easy to pick Giannis is because it is his team. The next best player is Chris Middleton, who is pretty good, and then Eric Bledsoe, and it's like... Giannis is so much better than those other guys. It is Giannis's team,
1: no question. That's fair. That's fair. I, I think that I hate to say this, but, um, Jokic could make a push too. He could. Yep. Jokic could make a push. I know that. Like the rest of that team is just also really well coached, and they built, but they built that entire system basically to be able to use Jokic. Yeah. So I think that he, like, also has a really good shot. And um, I was trying to think of who else. There was someone else that I was thinking of, but I just totally blanked. But I think Jokic... I think the three are probably Jokic, Steph, and Giannis. And Giannis yeah. is at one. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I could see that. Um, So we'll, we both have Giannis on that. Makes it easy. Um, Let's go... Let's move it to Defensive Player of the Year. I, I'll start with this one. Yeah. I have Giannis as well. I think he's going to win both.
1: Um, that's That has not happened in a long time. Right. I would like him to win both. I think that'd be pretty crazy. I think that... So I have another one of the, like, I don't think that he will uh, get right for getting any awards this year, but I think that Anthony Davis, like, I don't think that Anthony Davis is going to be looked at towards, like, getting any awards whatsoever, but he's going to be the mm-hmm. anchor on that Lakers team, and if they're mm-hmm. going to succeed at all, like... And not, like, if they're going to succeed at all, but before Anthony Davis basically shut himself down on the Pelicans, he was having an insane, like, season. He was. That's true. his defense isn't, like, what it was, like, because he's just not taking as much effort. But I could see him wanting to show that he's still great. But I'm just not sure if after all of the media circus and all this nonsense and him getting to the Lakers, that he, like, I just don't see him getting any, like, regular season awards or anything this year at all. Yeah, yep. But... I agree. Um, I I would like to see Giannis. Um, I feel like with the team that he's on, like, Pat Bev might get some real consideration and noise. Mm. And especially because, like, he's probably going to get a huge... Uh, like, him and Paul George both, I think, could. Like, I think they're yeah. just going to get a lot of buzz for defense, all defensive teams and just and that thing. I feel like it's a lazy, but that I think that go bear it like, yeah, I feel like go bear is a lazy answer, but
0: uh, it's hard to pick against go bear.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's the thing. I think it's really hard to pick against and the jazz have Mike Conley now. And yeah. even though Conley's like Conley's really good and he's really he's great on defense, I think that like Gobert is still the, the focal point of that defense. Yeah, and they're going to be yeah, really good defensively.
0: Yes, they are. They're they're going to be a good team. Um, okay, so I've got Giannis. You've got Gobert. Let's go to Rookie of the Year.
1: Who you got? So uh, it's always Zion. It's always Zion. It's like that's just all you're ever going to hear. If he gets injured, it could go a couple different ways, but I mean, it's it's Zion. He's he's going to have the hype. He's going to have a team around him that is not going to be very good, but can still be like kind of competitive with teams. And he's just going to be able to kind of just show out and be insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, I picked Zion too. I think he's going to be good. ESPN recently came out with their rankings of the top 50 players. And Zion, who hasn't even played a game, was at like 42 or something. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. But, I mean, he's going to be good. Yes. I mean, I think Zion is going to be good. Barring injury, which, don't want to wish injury on anyone. um, But... I mean, this is what happens every year or two is like there's one or two guys that everyone's like, oh, they're going to be so good. And then someone who was picked around like in the mid-20s or something comes out and is like really good. You know, John Collins is an example of that. Um, We've had a few recently that have been pretty good. So um, it's hard to say who will actually be good, uh, but Zion I mean, it's it's pretty tough to not pick Zion for Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, plus he is already viewed as, like... He he already, even though ESPN beat the Zion train to death, he's still viewed, like... He has such, like, this huge positive light by everyone. He went to the yeah. Pelicans. The Pelicans, everyone basically treated them as the only team that, like, could rightfully, like get Zion I think like there was maybe like one or two other teams where people were like yeah Zion should go here they deserve to win the lottery but like right everyone loves David Griffin they yes. love Alvin Gentry they love Zion yeah. like I I could see that just there's not really ne- yeah. pre- negative press even though right. like even though Aiton everyone like Aiden was viewed as the right pick at the time there were still a lot of people that felt like Doncic should have won that all that and there's just such a negative view of the Suns also that like it was pretty much Doncic did anything and it was like the Suns like they had his coach they had everything like it was like well Aiden's still doing good he's still doing great for a rookie but right
0: yes yes well and I mean I think about that too obviously I would have loved to have gotten Zion and uh, at the same time, I'm happy that the Pelicans got him because I would rather him go somewhere like that rather than the Knicks, you know, yeah. like this sad franchise that his talent would just waste away, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, but we have been talking about coaching. Coach of the year. What do you think?
1: Coach of the year This is one's kind of hard. It's tough. Um... I feel like Doc Rivers will get some buzz, even though, like, he he got buzz. Him and Nate McMillan both did at the end of last year, mm-hmm. but it was already so far out that it should be uh, Budenholzer that, like, it was just, like, it was his from, like, the get-go, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, They got some buzz. I could see Doc still getting buzz, especially depending on how, like, how the whole Kawhi situation is managed. How they do with Paul George coming in late. And, like, uh, they said that, like, he'll probably be ready for November, but you never know. And, like, how that, like, whole situation. I see Doc is, like, doing really well. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh like the Warriors are good still because they've got Steph and Steph is great. Mm -hmm. And that Kerr just gets like a ton of buzz for just, you know, management and like all that kind of stuff. And like having to kind of retool on the fly with Durant leaving and clay out for probably the whole year or not, not the whole year, but like for a considerable chunk of the year is what I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay, so what? what's your pick? What's so, your pick?
1: my my pick is Doc with um, with runners-up to Kerr and then also Nick Nurse.
0: I could see Nick Nurse. I thought I, I thought Nick Nurse,
1: Nick, Nick Nurse needed a lot more credit for this past year with having to kind of juggle around everything. And I still think the Raptors are going to be good. And that might surprise people. And so, like... I think that just Nick Nurse deserves a lot of credit for, you know, everything. He does. He he should have won Coach of the Year last year, even though Budenholzer Mm -hmm. did great putting a a competent system around Giannis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those are good picks. Okay, so one thing that we said is we're going to make bold predictions, so I'm going to have to jump to that a little (laughs) early. My Coach of the Year, Mike D'Antoni.
1: Mike D'Antoni.
0: I think the Rockets could actually get this figured out and be really good. And if they do, Mike D'Antoni
1: is going to look really good. That's fair. I feel like... I know that he... I, I know that Mike is a guy that... he like. He doesn't have a lot of playoff success. He's kind of criticized for his short rotations and running his guys but I mean he's still a great coach so I don't think it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think it's crazy bold to give him a coaching award I think like obviously like with context yeah. but I still think he's like one of the like the top five coaches in the league normally
0: yeah yeah he is really good but that's that's who I have that's I think the rockets are gonna be well I'll say that I'll say Let's 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 go to our playoff predictions. Right. What? Let's start with the East. The West is a bit more exciting, so start with the East. Uh, let's just go in order. How about one through, one through
1: eight? Okay. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm gonna put an order together on the fly because I d- I didn't have I didn't have an order, but. I just kind of wrote down the first, like the eight, the eight picks. Um, I think the Bucks get first again. Uh, mm-hmm. Sixers get second. I go with Raptors third, Nets fourth, Celtics fifth. No, no, no. Sorry, Pacers fourth, Nets fifth, Celtics sixth, and then piston seventh and heat
0: eighth Ooh, yeah we're pretty similar um i i mix it up a little bit in the middle so i've got bucks sixers mm-hmm. one two very easy. easy three i have nets i have the nets third celtics raptors pacers heat magic
1: okay so no pistons That's
0: no fair. pistons
1: that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh They're a tough one. They're a tough one. I still I still think Blake Griffin is just really good, but I can He uh, is really good. He gets hurt every year. So it wouldn't surprise me yep. if you know, he's hurt and the pistons are garbage. And I mean the magic, they they were able to make it in last year and they looked all right. So Yeah. I, I kinda
0: like that magic team yeah. a little bit but i think i think the the big difference we have here is the nets i have the nets 3 and i like that team i think they're going to be really good
1: i just i think they're going to be good it i i'm we'll see when like i know like kevin durant may play may not who knows it seems like he's just not i i really don't time. think he's going to i don't think he's, gonna he's gonna going to either yeah. i think that this is just a like just a check like just he gets his check this year. He comes back next year. I think that mm-hmm. they struggle because of Kyrie, and it's just trying to figure it out and fill in, like figure out the pieces and filling in the pieces to be ready for Durant. Like they're still a playoff team. Right. I, they're still good. I think they're gonna be a, they're gonna be fun to watch, but you know. Kyrie's hurt every year yeah you don't know i think they're gonna be kind of juggling some pieces around trying to like figure out what fits where where durant fits in afterwards and like i think obviously durant you can run him he's like he breaks the system because you can run him just you run him no matter what and you don't care and he can he'll just do whatever and do his normal thing with a system or not. But I think you still have to mm. you have to prepare for him even though he's not there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. I think this is just where we differ cuz I really like Kyrie. I think Kyrie is really good. I think he's arguably the best point guard. Not movie. um mm. I really like Kyrie. Uh
1: I think he's number 5.
0: Number 5. Mm. I mean, who's better? Steph. Yeah. Harden. Yeah. Point Booker. <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> I wish. No, I really like Kyrie, though. I think he's really good. So maybe he's not the best, but he's he's very, very good. Top three. I would probably say top three. Um, and I just think those pieces that they're going to try to put in place, I think they're really good pieces. That's fair. So. I mean, the other thing is the East just is not going to be that good this year. The East got worse. So, um, I also want to talk about the Pacers a little bit. So, I put the Pacers 6 and you put them a little bit higher. I'm I'm just not sure. I know they added TJ Warren. See, Um,
1: I know they've just... This isn't even about, like, what they've added. It's just the fact of what they were able Mm -hmm. to do and, like, kind of rebuild on the fly with... Or not rebuild on the fly, but be able to make things work without Oladipo. When they were completely predicated on Oladipo the year before. That getting him back, Mm -hmm. having that like experience without him, getting into the playoffs, like being able to do all that, I just think that they're still gonna be like a solid team. I think Nate McMillan is a really good coach. And so I just think that they're gonna be just good and so like it's not even about like who they added or like any moves they made i think it's just the fact that they were already a good team and they didn't do anything to get worse
0: yeah and they're getting oladipo i'm just yes that's true yeah yeah they're gonna be pretty good um i'm interested in how miles turner is gonna do this year
1: yeah that's fair and it seems like they're committed to playing him and Sabonis together, I guess. So yeah, I think that'll so. That'll be
0: interesting to see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, any other teams in the East? Uh, the Raptors are
1: still going to be good, and people are going to be surprised. Yeah, they will. But I think yep. uh, Siakam is going to look really good. He's pretty much get, like he's their best player. And yeah. like, just a combination of that and... They still have really good veterans. I could see them maybe like shipping off one or two and trying to get some young pieces back. Yep. Yep. I was but just going to say Lowry. I, like, I don't even know if Lowry, they might like, might hold on to Lowry as like a, like, I know they didn't do it for DeMar, but Lowry, he like, he helped them win the championship. Like, he's there. I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't move Lowry. I, like, you never bet anything with Masai. Masai'll do anything. He'll do he will anything. will do anything. Yep. But, like, if, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the few that, like, stay. But, you know, Surge could absolutely be traded to another team for someone a bit younger. Mm-hmm. And just some moving around and, like, re rearranging, I think, can be done. And... Yeah. I think Siakam's still going to be good. I think that, you know, Mark... Having OG having back. Having OG back. Mark Gasol, he's old, but he's still yeah. he's still really solid. And I think mm-hmm. to start out the year, especially, like, he's fresh off of FIBA. And, like, it's going to be... I think it's just going to be, like, this load management E just let Siakam be great. And there's, like, Nick Nurse is a really good coach. Yeah, he is.
0: Yeah, I think they will be good. And I, I almost switched them with the Celtics and put the Raptors at four and the Celtics at five. But I mean, you can say almost all the exact same things about the Celtics. They have a great coach, Kemba. Like, they they seem like very similar teams to me. Jason Tatum could be really good.
1: It's, you know, it's going to be interesting stuff. to see with the Celtics because now Kemba is in a winning situation it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how these guys that had these bigger roles when Kyrie went down with injury and if they are able to re- like find that step again or what mm-hmm. uh is Gort- like Gordon Hayward is now gonna be like healthy he's back they always say that like with his kind of injury it takes a year or even like just a year of playing to kind of get back into the swing of things right i think they're gonna be good i think it'll just i am i'm not ready to jump on their like the three seed in the east yet
0: yeah 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 okay good stuff let's go to the west um i guess i'll start with my my eight in the west so i've got clippers rockets nuggets jazz lakers warriors mavs and pelicans
1: oof uh that's gross a
0: little bit of a bold prediction uh toward the end yeah and honestly the top four that top four could pretty much go in any order that's pretty fluid yeah
1: um so i have nuggets rockets blazers clippers lakers oh no that's not right that's not right at all sorry So nuggets, rockets, blazers, jazz, clippers, Lakers, um Spurs. Did I miss anyone?
0: Spurs. Yeah.
1: Oh. I don't think those uh Warriors uh Warriors Spurs. Sorry. Um The Spurs are all reliable. It seems like just whatever they... Like, they always just make it in. Uh, They get Deontay Murray back, who they're really excited about. Uh, Derek White is a guy that they really like. And... I know that, like... Like, Damar and Rudy Gay, and they have, like, Damari Carroll now, and, like, all that kind of stuff. I just... I think that they're go- They're just, like, they're still going to be a good team, even though, like, not a great team. They're not going to be a contender, but I think, like, you just can't, it's, you just can't bet against them. And that's pretty much the hill that I'm dying on, is that you just, like, mm. you can't bet against Popovich to come up with some sort of team and drag them to the playoffs.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know what's interesting? Before this, I was looking at some 538 predictions. You know how many games they predicted the Spurs to win this year?
1: 37. Just, they're going to be over 40. I, they're going to be over 40. Yeah.
0: And they predicted us to and win 35. are going to be under 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hopefully not. Hopefully not yeah. under 30. Under 35. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I, just, I think this is the year the Spurs don't make I,
1: it. Like, until Popovich retires, and then we see, and then it's Becky Hammond or whoever coaching, or Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but she's a good coach, Tim Duncan decides to end up coaching. Um, yeah. Tony Parker comes back and starts coaching. I don't know. I don't know. Um, just until yeah. Popovich retires, like, I just, you can't, I don't think, you can't bet against the Spurs, in my opinion. Uh. Um, mm. I think that they're, like, I just, they're going to be in. They're going to be in, and we should just all expect the old Spurs to still just get into the playoffs. They are just consistent, and they have, like, their whole team back. I know they're older, but they're just good players, and it's it's Popovich.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about this top four. So I think the consensus top four in some order is Clippers, Rockets, Nuggets. James.
1: So I didn't have I didn't have the Clippers. Oh, you had, them, had them lower, lower. right? Um, I had just because of load management. Load management. Um, I think that they're going to be well coached, but I just I think that it's going to take time for pieces to fit together, figure out how they fit together, and they're going to be good, but. I mean they were they were like a Cinderella team in the playoffs and then like took got two games against the Warriors but they were still they were still at the bottom of the playoff order and I know they added Kawhi I know that they added Paul George but I don't know I just I don't I think it's going to take a little bit. It they added two huge pieces. They are Guys that can play together and complementary to each other. But there's still time, and they still need a big man. They still need something uh, in that, like, four and five spot. And I know that positionless basketball, and, like, you don't need all this stuff. But they can – you can still get – you can still punish them in the pick and roll and all these other things, like, if you're – like, I I just – I don't see them – I see them taking a little bit of time to get into that top four. And maybe I'm the only one taking crazy mm. pills, but I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I still think they're going to be the best team in the West. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George are too good. And they made the playoffs last year without either of those yes. guys.
1: And I'm just, so. I'm not sure, like, I'm nervous if Paul George is going to be healthy. Like, I know that, like, he's supposed to be, like, yeah. fe- like he's set it for November and all this stuff, but... I don't, like, if he rushes back and that shoulder's not right, or he does something else and just gets cold, I, I, I'm i just, I'm not sure. Like, I, I still think Paul yeah. George is good, but I think that there is that. There's load management with Kawhi. Kawhi's not going to play 60 games at all. I, I think that there are some other factors. Like, and I'm not saying that the Clippers aren't, one of the favorites to make it out of the West. I just think that in the regular season is going to be their time to really kind of, uh, they're, they're going to have to figure out some other stuff and kind of make do without the guys a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about the Rockets. I think the Rockets are going to be really good. Um, I've seen some stuff that they're planning on staggering Russ and Harden, well, yeah. which is smart. And, but they're both going to play in crunch time, which I mean, Harden should be the one with the ball in crunch time. That's pretty clear, but It'll be interesting. Um, I just, I don't know. It'll I think they're going to be good
1: to see if Westbrook does the Westbrook thing, or if he tries to cut to the rim and do those things um, more than li- likely than not. He's just going to do the Westbrook thing, but I mean, they're still a good team. And I think that, I think that Harden's still, like, maybe like probably one B to Giannis's one A when it comes to players. I yeah. I just think Harden's yeah. really really good, and that yeah, you know, like him being off the floor. Yeah, like Chris Paul was good, but Chris Paul got hurt, and now there. I think that Harden can probably take a little bit more, much a little bit more of a breather. And Westbrook has Westbrook hasn't been in a D'Antoni system, and if he's willing to play, like I know he's like Westbrook, and he does his own thing and all this other stuff, but just being surrounded by shooters that are moving and like all this stuff, I think is is gonna be very pleasing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And speaking of being around shooters that are moving, uh, the Rockets did sign Ryan Anderson to a partially. Oh, guaranteed the return! Deal. So they're going to the, the return. The return. I'm coming yep. home. I'm coming home. You know. So, um, that that'll be it. Um, so let's talk about the Nuggets and Jazz.
1: Yeah, I. Two teams that are going to be really yeah. Both good. those teams are going to be really good. Uh, the Nuggets didn't make huge moves, but they are just continue like like last year they're just continuing where they were at they're pushing forward they're gonna be good they were good last year and now they've got another year of experience for their young guys so that the jazz um mike conley is an upgrade to ricky rubio without a doubt uh sorry ricky um I know. We love you, but... And yeah. now they don't have to do this weird thing where they have to start Derek Favors or, like, anything like that. And they can have just one big. So, like, like go Bears! great. That team is going to be just a monster, defensively. Yeah, they're going to be but, really good. But the yep. team that you didn't have in your top four and I did, which was the Trailblazers. Yeah. Um, the Trailblazers are going to be good dame got dame was gassed at the end of the playoffs last year because and like rightfully so they still made it to the western conference finals i know that they did some there was some weird stuff with the standings and all that kind of stuff but like they still beat denver in a best of seven and Whiteside will be see it'll be interesting to see i think they flip him but, you know, Rodney Hood came back. They got Alan Crabb for Evan Turner, so that can pro- help a little bit with spacing. And I, I just, I really like the Blazers. I like them as a team. I think that they're still just going to be good. And, you know, Nurkic comes, when Nurkic comes back, hopefully he can play at a level like he was playing, but they can afford for him to not do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm low on the
1: Blazers every year.
0: <laughs> I do like them. I like that team. I like Zach Collins, obviously. obviously. I love Dame. Like, go Zags, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, I don't know. I just. They're always, like, three. I think or Rodney four, Hood. Just always. I think, I think Hood was an anomaly. I don't think that's going to happen again. I don't think Alan Crabb is that good. Oh, I don't think.
1: I don't think, I don't think Alan I, Crabb is
0: that, I, that okay. good
1: either. Or wait, right. they got Bazemore. Right. Sorry, but they didn't like, get Crab. Oh. They got Bazemore. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, still,
0: still. Bazemore's no. not that good. Um Nurkic, I don't I I don't like Nurkic. I don't know why. But I just don't really That's like right. him. I don't think Whiteside is gonna help them. I think Whiteside's gonna set them back. They could flip him, but yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know why. I'm really low on the Blazers this I,
1: year. I just think they're
0: I think too many things
1: went right by accident. See, even then, like, they had some... They had injuries, like, at the end of last year and, like, all this other stuff. And they were, like... They were they were playing really well. And, like, I know that everything went right for them to get to the Western Conference Finals. But, like, even then, I don't... I think that everything went wrong for them to, like, getting into the playoffs. So, I think yeah. that... I think yeah. that they had, like, a, some really bad injury luck, like, all that, and, I like, really bold prediction, like, and it's not really that bold, but Dame Lillard is really good and should get MVP buzz, like, and I think that yeah. the Blazers are going to be just still good, and, like, they've got a shot.
0: Yeah, well, we will see, but let's... Let's let's talk about some of these bold predictions. Or, I mean, have we gone through yours already?
1: Uh, <laughs> or do you have any? I others? can throw some more out there. I, I'm all. I can always get some okay. more bold predictions. Let's just let's just let's each do like one. <laughs> That's fair. So, um, I kind of just said the Dame thing, but I think that Dame should get some MVP buzz. I don't. I know I didn't have him in that top three, but he he always gets like bottom of the top five buzz it always seems like so it's not that crazy but i think that portland's going to be really good and like they they're just always good and i think with less of a clear cut i know that like the clippers are the like a favorite and the lakers are a favorite and all this stuff i think with less of a clear cut dominant guy in the west that the that Lillard is going to be kind of viewed as that more so than he already is yeah yeah okay
0: I can see that um I'll go with mine because you did bring up the Lakers um I I I predicted the Lakers to be fifth in the west but I don't think they'll win I think they'll be out in the first round of the playoffs
1: matchups will be very interesting
0: for them it, they will be, but I just, I don't think the Lakers are going to be as good as a lot of people think they will be. I think it will take some time for them to figure out a little bit of chemistry stuff. And I think LeBron has just really, I, I see him slowing down even more. Well, this, this is year.
1: the first time that LeBron hasn't been the best player on his team. Right. And I don't think he's going to respond super well to that. It. It'll be interesting to see for sure. It'll also be interesting to see who they get on the buyout market in February. uh, Which guys get bought out and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was trying to think of just another bold prediction real quick off the bat. But uh, uh, Porzingis doesn't make a huge difference to Dallas uh, in the first year back. Porzingis hasn't played past January or past the trade deadline at all in... Uh, any of his seasons, uh, I don't know what we have to say that he's going to be healthy and help the Mavericks make a playoff push this year. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, and the only reason I put them is because Luca, I think he's going to take a step forward. I do think Porzingis will help them, even if it's not for the whole year. That's pretty much.
1: My uh, I get that, there. and I know everyone's still on the Luca train. I. I wouldn't be surprised it like I don't want to say that bold prediction Luka Doncic doesn't take that huge leap he doesn't take that next step
0: yeah and that's I don't even know if it's that bold I could see that happening I don't think it will but I yeah see. well just
1: just saying yeah. like I I just yeah I, yeah, I no, think no. that I These think that months. a lot of people expect him to make that like MVP jump almost And maybe they don't, but no, I know. But like, I just I don't think that he's gonna make that big of a jump.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's let's predict finals matchup and winner. What do you have? Finals
1: matchup, Bucks. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be Bucks versus like the Rockets. Bucks Rockets. Bucks Bucks versus the Rockets. And um, who's gonna win? Probably Bucks.
0: I have the Bucks in the East as well. I'm having a hard time choosing in the West, though. My inclination is to say Clippers, but I just I don't know. I don't feel great about that. I, you know, okay, I'm gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna say Bucks Nuggets, and I'm gonna pick the Bucks to win that series too.
1: That's fair. I. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what the Nuggets do in the playoffs. Uh, they barely mm-hmm. beat the Spurs last year in the playoffs. and Right,
0: right. And I think they're going to take that and be more motivated. I think
1: they have. I just, I I think it's going to be really interesting to see, like, they've got to figure out, a, like, Mike Malone has to figure out a way to update his system for when it comes playoff time. Because, like, it just, I don't think it worked.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I almost want to choose the Jazz here, too. Man, it could be anyone. Ugh. Okay, no, I'm changing it. I'm going Bucks Jazz just because I want to see that. Bucks Jazz. Bucks Jazz and I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, let's let's do that. Bucks Jazz. Just, just because that's what I want. Um, okay, I think that's about it. We're running a little longer than usual. So let's move to... The non-sports section of the show we're gonna keep it quick but i feel like as we get older we are asked this question less and less and less and less so our non-sports question this week is what is your favorite
1: color my favorite color is purple purple nice that's my second i don't like i don't like the word favorite um no i i just have a hard time picking things i like blue gray and purple almost all like equally so i just pick one out of Mm. the hat
0: yeah my favorite color is blue i really like blue i wear a lot of blue it's it's a lot easier to wear blue than purple for sure i really like purple i think it's
1: a great color but yeah blue is my go-to you're not trying hard enough to wear more purple <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing red today, but yeah, whatever. I've always liked blue. But that will do it for this week. Thank you. Uh let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod if you agree with our picks, if you disagree, we wanna know, we wanna talk about it. And next week we will be previewing preseason games. So we are very, very close to the Ooh. season. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us through this offseason, and we're just about there. So until next time, go Suns!